Y'all know? I just be out here like, Father God, can you do something for me? <laughs> please, God, please, 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 help me, help me, please, <laughs> for real. And we are back, y'all. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Excuse Me Over Here, Excuse Me Over Here, where we are two witty peas in one cute-ass witty pod, unraveling the mirage of adult life as we know it. Through topics such as work-life balance, relationships, finances, sprinkled with some politics and pop culture. I'm Coco Louie. And I'm Kimberly. And welcome back to the pod, y'all. Hey, guys. Welcome back. And it's already, like, the second third week of October, right? Like, I, why is it moving so fast? I mean, that's what happens. I always say after, like, my birthday hits, summer hits, like, <laughs> no, for, for real, am I lying? No, you're not, but I'm just saying, it all comes back to your birthday, which is a big deal, so I know it, I understand no, it. it. I'm not even saying, I'm, you know... I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to apologize. I'm not. I'm not asking you I'm, to. I'm, I think not... that, I wish I could, no, I, I say it with envy, because if I could my birthday into a lot of things i would what i am trying to say is <laughs> i'm just saying it is when the summer comes mm-hmm. it like as when august hits mm-hmm. everything is a blur of course everything is a blur i can't say that about march march is just the middle of march like everything happens before march you have new year's and valentine's day then it's march some most people don't even do april fools with well, spring break may flowers yeah but that ain't got nothing to do with march March, spring break does happen in March. Not not often. It falls in the month of March every now and again. But for the most part, it's usually April. Oh, well, I tried. I know you did. I appreciate it. I but did. that's what I'm saying. I when you, when you say it, I always smack my teeth. It's out of envy, though. It's not it's not hating, hating. It's just like, dang, you're right. But yeah, so here we are, pushing it through to the start of the cold, dark months. And um, Not the cold, dark months. <laughs> the dramatics, y'all. It's the just dramatics. like, you know... October. Like, yeah. outside of Halloween, what October really about? Homecoming. True. But do you be going to homecoming? Um, I haven't been to my school's homecoming in years, but I'll go to, like, the surrounding schools here. Oh, also, okay. also because my job. So, like, True. we're pulling up at schools, so yeah, I'm, I'm always at somebody's homecoming. Yeah, you get to stay in the know that way. I have not been to homecoming at all. But anyway, I don't know. Uh, every <laughs> year I say it's going to change, and it don't. <laughs> so okay, it is. well... Um, it's just fall. Just be excited for fall, friend. Sort of. Sort of, I guess. I'm screaming. All right. I'm screaming. Okay. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So let's just go ahead and get straight into it. To whom we make a concern, Kimmy. To whom we make a concern, spooky season is upon us. And so, like, what are we going to do? I'm not talking about spooky ghosts, though. Okay. I'm talking about, like, mood, energies, retrogrades micro braids goals and gifts tis the season of invite only has started you know you have halloween parties you have thanksgiving friends giving christmas new year's this is when you typically that is, oh i'm sorry go ahead no no, no, go no ahead. I'm, I'm gonna finish my thought go okay. ahead this is when you typically start to see like who really fucks with you and who kind of really don't fuck with you because it's invite only season yeah so like i call it spooky season because it can get a little, ooh-ooh. That is so interesting. That's what I was about to say. Like, I've uh-huh. never heard of, like, this time of year called uh, Invite Only. And so when you was, as you were saying it, I was already going there mentally, like, what you could have meant by that. And mm-hmm. I was right. But, like, I've never thought of that. Like, yeah. that is so, I don't want to say cool. I don't know what to call it, but that's interesting. No, call it cool. It's, it's, it's interesting. Cool, interesting, all that stuff. That. I made like, it up. So thank you so much. Oh, wow, Kim. I'm thinking like. <laughs> You thought it was a real thing? <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, oh, because you're, you be so subscribed to everything under the sun. So I thought like that was a TikTok thing. No, wow. I just made it up when we were when we were in our, our um, brainstorming oh, wow. session. I, but I like that. But it doesn't sound right. It sounds right. Essentially, yeah. Because I was, I thought about it. I was like, well, as you were, again, as you were breaking down the examples mm-hmm. of what's happening this season, I was like, oh, well, dang, I guess that is kind of like invite. Yeah. I mean, the Halloween party wouldn't necessarily be invite because everybody has parties all over, whether, like, you know someone personally throwing it or you go to somebody's club, lounge, whatever. Sure. Like, those things, you know, it's public. But the the more intimate, the holiday things, the Friendsgiving, mm-hmm. you know, and even with that, sometimes that can give, that can, that, I don't want to say it gives public, but it can give plus one-ish. It can give plus one-ish, it but can, you still got to be on the list to even bring a plus one. So, yeah. you know, 
thought mm-hmm. that's that again. I said that's interesting. It is that's invite only season. Wow. Yeah. That is the okay. All right. Food well, with thought. that being said, <laughs> with that being said, do you trust the ones giving the advice? <laughs> But today we're going to be talking about trust, y'all. I just, I tried to do a little play on words, but then... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't quite stick the landing. No, it, it did. Okay. No, it did. Kind of. No, it really did. Not how I wanted it to. Oh, okay, okay. Like, it did for me. Oh, okay. But go ahead. My, you know, my my little funny is a little corny. It didn't stick the corny thing for me. No, I thought it did, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. So anyway, trust. We're going to be talking about trust. And I think this is such a cool topic to talk about because... There's so many layers or levels to mm-hmm. trust. It is. And there are so <laughs> many definitions to what trust is to different people. Like, it could be based on the level of person or, you know, the relationship. with Like, all that stuff, it ties into, quote-unquote, trust. trust. Yeah. So let's just get into it. Okay. Would you say that trust is something easily done? Like, does it come natural? Yeah. For you. Okay, we'll, we'll I was about for to say, you. can we can we specify? Um, I think for me, it's weird. It's a yes and no. Mm-hmm. So I give an example quickly. Like I try to give people the benefit of the doubt up front, mm-hmm. and so I would assume that part of giving the benefit of the doubt is lending trust. Mm-hmm. But it depends on the person, the situation, and my mood. Because if I meet a new coworker, I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, but I don't trust you. Okay, like. I'm going to keep my eye on you. Okay. If I need a new, let's say a new girl and, you know, she seems cool and all that stuff, like I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. and then trust that if she's not supposed to be in my circle, she'll probably delete herself on her own. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? If I need a new man, this is where it kind of ties in between the two. I don't know because I will give benefit of the doubt, but I really don't trust you, but Mm -hmm. I'm probably still going to give you the benefit of the doubt, but I don't trust you. So... I don't know. Like, does it come natural? I feel like it does because I'm using the word benefit of the doubt a little bit more. And again, lending into what benefit of doubt is, benefit of doubt is giving someone the allowance or giving something the allowance to to unfold and and to tell within time. Like you're you're giving it you're offering optimism mm-hmm. to it before allowing that negative thought or connotation to come come with it. So maybe I guess I'm trusting. What about you? Are you trusting naturally off the break, off the rip? Okay. I'm sick. Okay. I didn't know. For me, um, I think essentially yes, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm I'm more along the lines of what you're saying, like giving benefit of the doubt. Like I trust you until you say until you do something or say something that starts to chip away at that. Yeah. Right? Not saying I trust you with my life, no. But I give mm-hmm. you a certain level, I give you entry level trust, right? Okay. And then as our relationship builds, more trust is added or taken Staying away. Taken away. But what would we consider entry level trust? What's that? What does that look like to you? Entry level trust. <laughs> um, it just depends on the nature of the beast. <laughs> All these colloquialisms. It just depends on like the nature of our relationship. So if this is a coworker. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to trust you, but so far because we're coworkers, right? Right. I I'm not going to trust you with my deep darkest secrets. So you might tell your coworker like we're the best place to hide and take a nap at work. Yeah. And but then if y'all that, become closer, even with that, it just depends because I got to read you as a person. Because if you giving brown nosy coworker, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. not telling you that because then you're gonna be like, first of all, I don't take naps. That's with anything. Yeah, anybody. We, you know. But I'm just saying, like, I would never tell you, oh, take a nap for you to be like, oh, you know, well. Louie, she be taking naps over here. Uh-uh. Exactly. So it just, I have to read you as a person. But if you see, if the vibes seem cool, I'll slide you to the little hideout for a nap. Okay. If you need that. And then as we work together more, I may tell you, oh, you know, some over here going on. I don't know. It just depends. Right. It just, it literally just depends on who you are and what our relationship is. Gotcha. If this is, you know, family, essentially, immediate family, yes. I'm going to trust you, right? Because you're my family. But depending on what happens between us, like the experiences we have will determine if I can trust you or if I'm going to keep you at bay. Mm -hmm. You know, only arm's length. Friends, 
same thing. Like if I meet some, if I meet a new a new friend or a new associate, all bucks you get an entry level of trust, right? The vibes seem cool, and that's just going based off. I'm very observant. I'm very friendly, but I'm very observant. <laughs> so it's like I get along with pretty much everybody. So I'm not going to make it feel awkward, but I'm reading you in my mind, trying to figure like. Are you cool? Are you not? What you about? Right. I'm listening to the things you say. I'm looking at how you... Placement. Like, all that stuff. Like, how you carry yourself in the room. Are you doing too much? Are you not doing enough? Like, I'm I'm trying to gauge, like, can I have you in my space? hmm Especially if there's no mutual friends that brought us together. Like, if I'm meeting you fresh off my own... True. I Like, I really got to pay attention because I don't know what you're here for. Right. You know? And then over time, it would trust would either build or diminish. So... Same thing with a with a man. It's like off bucks, you get like entry level trust. But in my mind, of course, I'm telling myself these niggas ain't nothing for real, you know. But that's just based off of me just protecting sure. my space. But I, I'll I'll give you enough. <coughs> like I, I trust you enough to go out and hang out with you, you know, or tell you a little bit this and there to get to know me. Yes, if the vibes are there, and over time, if if the vibes are still there and you cool, we either add into the trust or it's chipping away. And if it starts chipping away, then that's when the walls go up. Right. So how do you think you demonstrate trust? Like on a day-to-day basis or if you want to be specific within like relationships, romantic, platonic, work, business, like how do you demonstrate that? Um, The biggest thing for me is definitely information. And what I mean by that is I remember I was in a relationship one time and I was having, like, a situation, like, with a friend. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend at the time, he knew, like, my friend. Mm-hmm. And so they had went to him and told him that we were having an issue. I didn't know this. So when I'm coming to him, not to pillow talk because we wasn't laying down, but, you know, just to talk to him, like, man, this by my day, da 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 You know, X, Y, and Z happened. As I'm in the middle of saying what's going on, he tells me, you're wrong. You're, you need to apologize. You're wrong. And it was like, I didn't even get a chance to finish saying my side of the story. And so I felt shut down. So I never felt safe to express if I had any kind of discomfort with anybody because it's like to come to him and tell him. Right. Because it's like, you're going to tell me I'm wrong. Right. And it's you're not supposed to take things from past situations into new but that has been like heavily ingrained of course in my brain for of me course. like my biggest thing is always feel emotionally safe with anybody yeah. whether you're my boo a friend family whatever if i'm if i'm willing to try to be vulnerable with you in some kind of capacity mm. i need to feel emotionally safe with you agree so it's like i <laughs> from, because of that and since then any situation that i've gotten into like on a romantic level it's like i'll do a test right and i'm more so of a person like i'm more so of a person i don't really talk about what i'm going through i just deal with it on my own so it's like i'll find something that i don't really i don't want to say i don't care about but i don't mind if i share like gotcha you know like let me let me give you this toss you a bone see what you do with it if you dismiss me act nonchalant you know whatever I'm never telling you oh, nothing that's else good. again. Never telling you nothing else again. Because I, I can see right now, just from this little piece of whatever, you about to treat me like this. Or you're I got gonna you, got you, and just didn't realize it. Maybe. But I no. You're right. I can't like I I, I see. And then let's say you are receptive to what I'm saying, uh-huh. right? Based on how you react, your response, whatever. All right, cool. If if I vibe with it, if I'm cool with it, all right, cool. I'll give a little more. And see, and it's it's not in hopes to see you drop the ball, right? But it's just to see how, how you far gonna carry can, the ball. Yeah, like you know, like I I want to be able to give you all of it, but I need to be sure that you can handle it. And you can handle me because if you mishandle my feelings, I can't do nothing with you. So is that the same you. as me? Because as I'm listening to you say that, I think that that's brilliant. But I'm like, oh, maybe I do this where when I'm first talking to someone. I, you know, you know, you always get to how was your day? Da, da. Mm-hmm. Like the first couple of times, I'll always be very positive about it. And then maybe like after the three, four or five times of us saying that, it, I'll be like, oh, it was a, a little busy, but I'm managing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll allow like a little bit of maybe burden to seep in and to see how they'll respond. Could be. But I think I learned that because 
oh my gosh, this is from the whole be his peace, be his peace. So during that whole, you know, be his peace, nobody wants, when people ask you how your day, they really don't want to hear the answer for real. So, it's, but it's like once COVID came after the pandem- pandemic, excuse me, people start talking about like, don't ask how my day was if you don't really want to hear the answer. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like for the most part, I try to be very neutral when people ask me that. But then, like you said, it's certain. I feel like as you gauge people, you pick and choose. You you could potentially see what what it could become, mm-hmm. and so because of that, you are willing to, like you said, let your guard not let your guard down, but test your boundaries, mm-hmm. I guess, and see if you know they are able to engage with you in that level of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. If I'm not doing that, if that's not what this is, I'm I'm gonna start doing what you're doing because I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. It's not like you know back in the day when when people used to test people, it would be like on some real hardcore stuff. Like girls would have you know somebody come up and try to steal their man wallet to see if he would fight for her or something like that. Like I'm not saying that you know, type of test. It ain't giving all of that yeah. now. And you're not you're not even doing like a uh, psychological testing either. It 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 generally is like a gauge to see like. How do you process me and how do you mm-hmm. process what I'm sharing with you? And, you know, how are you responding? Especially within like a very fast paced world that we live in right now. Mm-hmm. Like if I ask Coco Louie how she's doing and she tells me, you know, oh, I'm fine. Even though she could very well be fine and she could have said it like, oh, I'm fine. I still be looking at her like, fine. Is that the only answer you really want to give me? Because to me, fine is just like blah. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not bad. But it doesn't allow me to truly understand, like, are you in a cheery mood? Are you in a, like, I'm just coasting, I don't really want to be bothered mood? Or are you in a, like, just don't talk to me type? You know, you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, okay. I like that, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Uh, how do you demonstrate? Trust? Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I demonstrate trust by being inquisitive. Okay. And I could be totally wrong, but to me... I, I guess because consideration is so important to me. I like when people ask me questions. Mm-hmm. Like I like like I just said, if I said I'm fine, I would want you to be like, but are you really? Mm-hmm. You know, depend on how I say it, of course. But for real, for real, like I, I want you to be a little bit inquisitive because it just shows like interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it also allows me to gauge to whether I'm safe. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my dearest friends uh, named Bowen like, he'll ask me, he'll always look at me, hey, doll, how you doing, doll? Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, I'm cool, I'm fine, I'm coasting. And I can say it just like that. And he'll look at me and he'll be like, and he'll just give me a look. He won't even say nothing. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, okay, when you're ready, you ready to share, I'll be listening. And I love that mm-hmm. because he doesn't rush me, he doesn't force me, but he lets me know, like, you're safe, I'm available, but I see what you, you know. Mm-hmm. And it could really, I could really just be fine and don't have anything to share. But because he's not used to me, like, not talking when I do do that he's mm-hmm. like mm, all right but I love that like that to me that's how it would be demonstrated mm-hmm. now how do I demonstrate to someone else is what I'm saying for me and I don't know if that's a weird thing it's like even though I demonstrate that way it may not be received that way mm-hmm. but if I'm asking you questions that's because I really want to know like it's not that I'm nosy it's like I I like to learn I like to know I really wish I could read people's mind like mm-hmm. I would love to read people's mind because I really want to just be, I want to be knowing what people be thinking. Like it's not off of no nosy stuff. It's just like I just I like knowing what other people have going on. Is that nosy? Um, Not not like how you're describing uh-huh. it per se. I guess it just depends on the level of I did how deep you digging. True. Yeah. It's like watching like blogs on YouTube. Like, you get to see other pe- how other people live their life. Mm-hmm. Like, when back in the day when it was, like, daily vlogs and you could see or a day in the life of a, mm-hmm. you know, YouTuber or a dental hygienist or or a on-air personality. They would, like, document their whole day. It's just, like, I'm I'm just curious. Like, I'm curious to know mm-hmm. how, like, other people exist. Mm-hmm. That's all. So, Coco Louie, what triggers your trust meter? Meaning, what gives you that safeguard to allow your trust to flow and share out or engage Mm -hmm. and then what triggers you to maybe go neutral Mm -hmm. or shut completely down um all right so let me start with the positive Mm -hmm. so if i 
again, of course, if if I'm telling you a little piece of information and you handle it with care mm-hmm. or taking my feelings into regard and, you know, all that stuff, my my point of view, let's say even if I am wrong, mm-hmm. right? But you're allowing me that safe space to get it out, like mm-hmm. express it and say it. You yeah. validate my feelings, but tell me, hey, let, again, let's say if I am wrong, I you are entitled to feel how you feel and I understand that. But, you know... What about this? Did you ever think about it like this? Like, it's you're handling it with care. Even though if you're telling me that I am wrong, you're not just coming and being blatant like, you're wrong. Like, you're not yeah. being aggressive and, yeah. like, brash with me. Gotcha. So if, like, something like that happens or if I share something with you and it doesn't get out, like... To the masses. To the masses. Of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. trust is going to flow. Yeah. If I share something with you and it's not thrown back in my face... Mm, that's the big you one. You know... That the the trust will flow. Like I just need to feel emotionally safe. Now, if it gets to a neutral point, uh, for me, where I'm I'm going to kind of be neutral. I'm looking again. I pay attention to everything. How you carry yourself around people. How you the things that you say. Like if you bad mouthing somebody. Yeah. Let's say they're supposed to be your friend or whatever. You bad mouthing them behind their back, but then when they in your face, hey girl, uh uh-uh, uh, baby. Because if you could talk bad about them, I know for a fact. Yeah, you could talk you bad could be about me. You could talk bad about me. Uh-uh, Stink. I ain't telling you my business. Oh, not no. Stink. Or if I see you, you know, t- telling someone's business. Uh-uh. That part. Nope. Okay. And you could be cool as pie, but no. It's no. Not cool. We, we, it's not cool. Cool as pie. Pie cool. Okay. I never heard that before. And you sound real country when you said it. I was like, cool as pie, huh? Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Sick, Leave that but, in, too. Don't take that out. I'm sick. But, you know, it. if I hear you talking about somebody <laughs> else's business, nah, I'm, I'm going to be neutral. Because, again, you can be a great person, you know, nice, personable, all these things. But, baby, no. Because you're running around telling people business. If I hear you got, like, uh-uh, I, I can't do that. And then a no for me, no, you got to go again. Number one is if you throw anything back in my face. Yeah, that's hurtful. You throw anything back in my face, I tell you in confidence, like and even if a, you do it in a joking manner, I still can't. It's it's not even I don't I don't I don't even think it's a joke because there's no if I whatever I'm telling you for you to throw it in my face, it's not a joke. Even if you throw a ha ha, then it's not a joke. It's not. Yeah. So it's not. I, I would never take it as a joking man. Like you know, <laughs> I'm never going to see it like that. Yeah. I'm going to see it like you want fight. Judgy much. Like you you want fight. No, so, I agree. All right, cool. Or if you you take something that I say and you try to use it against me, like to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like say if we're we get into a disagreement and then you take it and you we we talk about apples and then you want to bring up an orange. Uh-huh. What the orange got to do with these apples? We are talking about the apples. You want to take the orange I told you about two two four five days ago and try to throw it in here now to try to take a dig at me? Uh uh-uh. uh. Can that be the name of the episode? What the orange got to do with the apple? <laughs> Y'all could have just saw her face when she said that and saw my head drop down. I was trying so hard not to scream in the microphone because the seriousness behind when you said, what the orange got to do with the apple? <laughs> I'm serious, though. Like, I, 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 can't, I can't do nothing with that. Can't do nothing with that. In fact, Holy. I'm going to leave. You don't even got to leave. I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm going to see myself out. I'm going to head out like SpongeBob said I'm out. You got to worry about it. Okay? That ain't no problem. You ain't got to worry about me. All of that. Jesus. So, what what about you? What triggers? Mm-hmm. Um, wait, and we said what triggers in a healthy way, a neutral way, in a bad way, right? Mm-hmm. In a healthy way, I'm triggered by feeling um, considered mm-hmm. and seen. If I feel considered and seen, yeah, like I'm I'm a share out. Mm-hmm. Same thing with you is in, in terms of like I'll share out in chunks, mm-hmm. but I'll definitely share out. Neutral. What triggers me neutral is maybe if I get an uncomfortable feeling or uncomfortable vibe, but because I don't really have like any grounds to stand on, or maybe like I have like a small inkling about mm-hmm. it, I'll just kind of float in the middle. Um, meaning like maybe I'll engage, but it will probably be a bit more reserved, a little less um, personable, just kind of very neutral in the middle. And in a negative way, what triggers me, if I'm being honest, I think I'm triggered negatively often because I'm skeptical of a lot. Mm-hmm. 
So even though I'm 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 like I offer a lot of benefit more than doubt, I still very much like as soon as I give the benefit of doubt, the doubt part sits right at the tip of my mind. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree with you, like putting it back in my face. Or maybe if you're even alluding to something that might be similar or a feeling. I'll be honest, my triggers are really probably based on feelings, though. Like, because I can feel it through a text message. I can feel it through in person. Mm-hmm. I can feel it, um, you know, feel it, maybe hear it more so if mm-hmm. it's over the phone. But it's like, for me, it's a feeling. Like, if I if I get that gut feeling at any point that I'm just, I don't feel necessarily like whatever I'm saying is being received 100%, that's what it is. Like, if I'm earlier before the podcast started, right? Mm -hmm. We were having our conversation. And even though you said that everything was okay, like I could feel, I know you were saying it was okay, but Mm -hmm. I I can feel that it's not. And so from there, I just kind of immediately shut into like a neutral zone. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, I don't want to give it more heat than what it probably could be. But then I don't want to sit here and try to even give the illusion to like, that I didn't feel or experience what I felt or experienced and, like, pretend like it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, very much in the middle, which scares me. I hate being in the middle, but I operate in the middle a lot because operating in the middle a lot really means I'm just on eggshells. It's like I'm processing all of my, like, this could happen, that could happen. They they could feel this way, they could feel this way. This could be said, that could be said. This could be the, you know, how things end. This could be how things, you know, start off. It's it's so many. It's like those little formulas, kind of all the way around you. Mm-hmm. But those are where my triggers lie. Like I'm I'm in those tiers for sure. But I primarily operate in a neutral tier. What would you say would be the best way to regain, restore trust when it's been tarnished in some way, shape, or form? Ooh, I don't know because honestly, it really just depends on again the nature of the relationship yeah who it is what was done it really just depends and you know it's it's very interesting because i'm gonna say like it's different with relationships but it just made me think of this other thought where it was like um it's like this it's a saying not like a specific saying like cool as pie but like there's it's been said or talked about enough where it's like women will forgive the dude over and over and over and over and over again, yeah. but will not forgive a friend. A friend, and so it all of that literally just hit my head. So I don't know because it just depends on what's happening, who the person is. Now, if it's on a a friend, and you have lost my trust, it's going to take prayer and um, prayer and time. Of course, depending on what it is that was done yeah. for for me to feel like that, because also sometimes I feel like. Once my trust is gone, like, that's it. Like, I ain't no, really got sure. nothing for you. So, again, it just depends on what it is. When it comes on a romantic level, I even feel like that for family, too. It it just depends. On a romantic level, I think that that's the best way to say it all. Like, it just depends on who you are, what you did, mm-hmm. and the level in which it hurt or that my trust was betrayed to mm. determine if, that's a good one. if I can... If it can be restored or regained. The level in which my trust was portrayed. Yeah. That's a good one. Because then it's like, if it can be salvaged, it's going to take a lot of work. You have to do a lot of work. Because at this point, once once you break my trust, I no longer feel emotionally safe with you for anything. That's true. I, I like, and it's <coughs> how you said you operate in the neutral. It makes you feel like you want eggshells. Yeah. It kind of gives that, not eggshells for me, like, I don't know what to say to you, but it's like, I really don't know what to do with you because right. I, I don't really trust you right now. Right. Like, who's to say you won't push me in the middle of traffic? I, I don't trust oh. you. I don't trust you. Yeah. So, you know. But, you know, dang, it slipped my mind that fast. I was about to say, that's true, though, because I guess that's how you argue the whole, like, can you take a cheater back? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, you you genuinely don't know until you find yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. Because he could cheat on me, like boyfriend number one could cheat on me, and it could be life shattering. Mm-hmm. But boyfriend number three could cheat on me, and I'd be like, I mean, I have boyfriend number one. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that probably wasn't the best example, but all all I'm saying is it depends on the dynamic. The dynamic of the relationship is multi layered because it could be a short or long term relationship. And this could be platonic or romantic, but 
the severity of the relationship is really what matters. Mm -hmm. You know, you can know somebody in the shortest amount of time, but have a deeper relationship Mm -hmm. than with someone you've known for like 20 plus years, Mm -hmm. you know? So I agree with you. It's based on the level of betrayal. I think when looking at the question of regain, restore, renew, when this is tarnished, it's, it really would have to be a case by case because ultimately I know for me, I've had fallen out with friends before Mm -hmm. and we fell out over like just differences of opinions Mm -hmm. that just overlapped over time. Mm -hmm. And so that drew a wedge because it's like, now it just don't seem like we have anything in common. It seems like, you know, we can't agree on anything. Mm -hmm. So we just, I'm cool on you for a little bit. And then over time, maybe you stop talking and then you re-meet and you just realize, like, we don't have to like the same thing. We don't have to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So we begin to re-engage with one another Mm -hmm. and, you know, re-establish ourselves in that nature. Mm -hmm. I'm currently in the midst of that now with, you know, a couple of friends that I have. So without labeling it as it. Mm -hmm. But then there's been time with relationships. Like, I've been where, you know, you break up, you go your separate ways. And then you come back. And when you come back, most of the time when I come back, I found myself kind of like wanting us to kind of pick up where we were in terms of like, well, we already have these really hot feelings for each other and it's that and the third. Nah, and- feelings. <laughs> I sound old. Um, but yeah. And kind of just pick up from there. But the reality is you you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like you, you should probably, it's okay to use, the connection of like maybe what initially connected you, but to use that as your as your foundation and completely rebuild off of that doesn't work because you have to readjust based on the trust, based mm-hmm. on, you know, I give my guy a second chance because he says that he's going to treat me better and take care of me more. And when we first get started, I'm not going to just jump right in and be like, okay, he's going to treat me better and take care of me. No, like I'm going to tiptoe, like you say, I'm going to tiptoe my way up in there. Like I'm going to probably now test to see, oh, shoot, you know, my car broke down on 95. I need you to come right now. Triple A said they can't be here for two hours. You, I need you here. Mm-hmm. At some point, that guy probably was like, okay, just wait for Triple A. You know, maybe I'll stay on the phone with you. No, that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. You need to pull up on me. And I shouldn't have to tell you. Mm-hmm. So examples like that is of what I would say. That's how you would restore, regain. Mm-hmm. And go from there. Hopefully you guys will be able to like slow down and kind of think about this a little bit more. Because it's interesting now that we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. These conversations are actually pretty hard to have. Mm-hmm. Because as a woman, and I'll be honest because I've been called out on a couple of things recently that I thought I was doing that I wasn't doing. But as a woman, it sounds easy to be like, you should trust that I'm not out here doing what you're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, you shouldn't trust me. Not because <laughs> you shouldn't trust. Right. Wow. Okay. 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 <laughs> not because I am out here doing that, but because <laughs> I, I'm not saying not to trust me. No, you probably you shouldn't said, trust me. Either. You shouldn't trust me. You shouldn't. I ain't even got to be honest with you. Well, um, no, you should trust me. But in this case, you shouldn't trust me. <laughs> it's on wax, y'all. Y'all. Okay. Jesus. But in this example, Okay, in this example, this example only, please, this example only. I keep saying I got to be careful of these sound bites that I be letting happen. Mm-hmm. This example only, you shouldn't trust me because this is what get most women in trouble. We be giving people benefit of the doubt, and we need to be giving more doubt. More yeah. doubt. If he seems friendly, but he tells you all he do is sit in the house and he don't do nothing, lies. Lies. I, well, no, no, I'm not going to say that. I think... This is where discernment, well, discernment is always in play, but discernment really comes into play at that point. Well, I got to get deeper into discernment because I'm be honest with you. It gives the Lulu. It do, right? Because if you tell mm-hmm. me you tie your left shoe first before you tie your right shoe, but then when I talk to you, you always, and I see that you always tie your right shoe first, what am I supposed to believe? I'm supposed to believe the action, right? Yes, baby. And not the word. Exactly. But when you first meet somebody, or even not when you first meet somebody, when you're just when you're growing with someone, mm-hmm. whichever stage is in, we typically go off of words first. Words are the leaders. Mm-hmm. Again, so this is where that trust comes in. Because I already know what you're going to say. You, you, you say you take it with a grain of salt and you, you allow the actions to unfold and you pay attention. I know. I be hearing you in my head. Like, it's a little face cut of you that <laughs> circles around <laughs> in my head all the time. Crazy lady. No. You laughing, but I'm being very serious, Coco Louie. Like, 
although I don't always act upon the things you tell me, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I am always WWJD. Okay? Or WWCD in this case. What would Coco do? I'm just telling you. I am always hearing you. In my, it's, it's haunting at some point. Good okay? job. Good job. And when you use words like discernment, this is why. This is what triggers me. Because I do hear you, mm-hmm. and I say to myself, okay, especially now with um, dating, I'm always hearing you in my head. I just don't bother you with it through text because then we would really be talking all day, every day. My point is, when you're talking to someone, it's hard to be in that neutral zone mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I hear you, and I've been in this position where whatever it is makes me feel like I probably shouldn't believe you, mm-hmm. but because... You are you, whether you're a new person, old person, or somebody that I'm like kind of know, but I kind of don't know. I want to offer you a space to show me what it really is. Okay. But you offering them space to show you what it really is, is kind of you believing the good side. It's kind of you giving them yeah, like don't, the okay. You don't want to go into it thinking negatively all the time. Like that's where that benefit of the doubt comes in. I guess that is the... That is a sample of entry trust, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Giving the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, yes, you have words to go off, right? right? But you cannot take those words as Bible. And I don't know, like for me specifically, I don't know if it's because of past situations that I've been in, but it's just like, you know, if things look familiar or sound familiar, nah, like... Okay, that's that's cute. But even when you say you can't take those words as Bible, like, I know what you mean. You're saying you can't take them serious. But it's the holding part for me. That's that's where I get stuck. Because, yeah, I can't take them serious, but I'm still taking them in some way, shape, or form. Like you and enjoy, as I take them, what do I do with it? You you just, you hear it and you don't. It's Again, you have to, you have to put yourself in the mind space, like, until, like, Let's speak for relationships, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Until you are in an exclusive relationship with this person, mm-hmm. you have to operate in the mindset, whether they are honest with you or not about how many people they are entertaining. There are a million other yous. It may not be a million. It may be two. It may be none. Right. But operate in the mind like there are others. However many the others are, there are others. that. So would it be like, okay, let's say, <clears throat> let's say if I meet a new guy mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, Everybody says this. Oh, I'm only talking to you. I'm only focusing on you. Okay, cool. In my mind, when I say okay, cool, I'm saying okay, cool. It's a possibility that he could be he could be a homebody like me and really, you know, be a whole baddie, but just don't be entertaining people. Like mm-hmm. it is that is true. It that does is happen. true. And then also he could be but outside. He could totally be inside, but phone be outside type of ordeal. Because mm-hmm. there are guys who be at home but be outside. And what I mean is they just invite outside, inside. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So the okay, cool is just like. But then how do you keep your mind from while you're entertaining this person? Because I'll, I'll I'll give you. Y'all want to hear the inside of my brain? All right, cool. Here we go. <laughs> if I'm talking to a guy and he say, nah, nah, boo, I'm only entertaining you. In my mind, I'm like, Psh, okay. <sighs> dang. Um, dang. Like, okay, he only entertaining me. I mean, I can see why he only entertaining me. Like, he say he sit at home, he be chilling, he be working, yada, yada. All right, cool. But then I'm like, I mean, but for every one of me, there's another 10 of me. So it's like, he could easily go out and find a girl, you know, cute, curvy, short hair, long hair, I don't know, whatever. Like, easily. And then I'd be like, well, he kind of corny, so, like, maybe not really. But then, like, everybody get hoes, you know what I'm saying? So... Like, my mind will continue to shift back and forth like that. So this is where I always say you need to find something too busy, you oh. friend. I'm telling you, because you have too much time to, to... I could be writing a whole thesis paper and still be thinking about this. I promise you that. But no, I, I don't know. Like, you you got to throw <clears> your <throat> focus on other things. You can't throw too much focus on it. Like, again, just keep it light. Yeah, I know that now. I, know, I do know that now. Now I do. Now I... Pick up the phone. We talking. Okay, cool. Put down the phone. I'm back. I'm intentionally finding things to do in between us talking or doing whatever it is that I'm doing. Because, like you said, you do need to busy yourself. Mm-hmm. I know for me, within this past almost year now, almost a year, I'm so consumed into the situations that I had going on mm-hmm. that 
other things that were on my radar, they still were there. I just, I just couldn't, I didn't put the same energy into them. Mm -hmm. And now that they're back to being at the forefront, it's like, I don't even know where to start. I just be scratching my head like, (laughs) God damn, how did I used to do this? Like, Mm -hmm. what? (sighs) Let me open the C folder. Like, how did I, how did I used to organize this? How did I used to handle this? Like, who, who was my point of contact? Like, I'm just like, God dang, Mm -hmm. I literally became blinded. Mm Mm-hmm. And it wasn't intentional. It's just it got to be so juicy at some point. It was like, ah, you know, days of our lives. And as the world turns and, you know, daylight saving times, all those old soap operas. (laughs) Daylight saving time. Oh, Jesus. No, but you just take the words and the actions with you. You cannot solely buy into the words. It just sucks because sometimes these words be sounding so good. And then you see the action and you're like, you're not even the same person. Like, get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, I think they're going to, people are going to say whatever. It's the, think of a car salesman. They're going to say whatever they need to say to sell that car. Yeah, but it's kind of like with a car salesman, you know that they're going to lie. So, like, you don't even believe, you You go in knowing that you're not going to believe what they say. You live in the DMV. All these niggas <laughs> lie. What? What bigger car lot? I know. Come on, big body bands. What are you talking about? Actually, I've never thought of it like that until you just said it, but you're absolutely right. I know, but then how do you, but then what's the point of even talking to guys if you know they're going to lie? Because they not all like that. That's where the, what? Discernment. But guys are all liars. Like, they all lie about something at some point. Not true. Not true. You can't go into thinking that all the time either because then that dwindles into self-sabotage bruh can't do that well so that's something new I, we 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 need to have a podcast episode on what self-sabotage really is let's write that down though because i've definitely discovered and learned that okay so would you have you ever lost someone's trust have i ever lost someone's trust yeah okay i'm how did, sure of it how did you like get it back i definitely think i've lost trust from friends mm-hmm and it wasn't like being gossipy or anything. I think it was just not me being completely upfront about how I felt about things mm-hmm. and communicating it to like one friend and then not the whole friend group. Mm-hmm. And then being vocal about it, but like being more vocal with one friend than the rest of the friends. Okay. And then I guess when it started to get noticed or heard about, the other friends was like, oh, nah, like, we don't like that. So did I regain their trust? I don't know. Because <clears throat> you know how we were at the beginning of this episode we were, we, when we were talking about, um, like, does it come natural and um, triggers and stuff? Mm-hmm. I think, what the, what's the word, empath? Like, I'm an empath. Okay. So, like, I can feel when the energy is like, I can feel when someone's analyzing me. I can feel when someone's taking me in and, like, prioritizing me in in that way shape or form Mm -hmm. so i don't know that's a good question it's pending now on the flip have i oh this is a good one when we stopped being friends did we lose trust from each other i kind of feel like that would uh, apply right well i mean i don't know because in my mind it wasn't a thing of we stopped being friends we just lost touch but if you feel as though we stopped being friends See, yeah, I definitely took it as we stopped being friends because we weren't from... Oh, no, I lied. Okay, so yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. Now, I... So, my perspective, how things happened... Ooh, that was so many years ago. I know. Um, I don't even remember the full details, but I do. It's like I do, but I don't. Okay, so from my perspective, I don't know what happened. I just remember at the time in that particular friend group, it was me, you, and two other young ladies. Me and one of the other young ladies, we weren't really seeing eye to eye. Right. I didn't feel the need to really tell you guys because I was just like, you know, we can deal with this on our own. Mm-hmm. Somehow it got back to y'all, not through me. But see, I didn't find out about the issue until uh, after I came back from college. I didn't know while I, when it was still happening. Well, I don't know. I just know it wasn't me. And then we ended up having a conversation about it after the fact. I was like, I've never been put in a situation like this before. So how do I handle it? I believe it was you, and you was like, just have a conversation with her. So after that, I think I I had said to both of you, well, I'm a neutral person. Like, you don't have to feel like you got to pick 
who to hang out with. I can coexist with her. I don't have to yeah. deal with her, but I can coexist. And that was the last thing I remember. And I think I want to say Valentine's Day weekend or something was coming up. Mm-hmm. And I think like somebody was trying to plan like a, a girl's weekend or something. But I was with my boyfriend at the time. We were mm-hmm. together. So I was like, well, I got plans. And that was just the last thing I remember being like, quote unquote, invited to. And then March comes your birthday and y'all in Miami. I was like, oh, okay. Dang. I and so remember that. I, yeah. And I, I I just remember, I was like, well, did I say something? Did I do something? And that was the last time I remember having a conversation was that quote unquote <coughs> girls weekend for Valentine's Day. You know, that that is mind blowing to me because honestly, I don't remember any of that. I don't. This entire time, I always thought the last conversation you and I had was, it wasn't before FaceTime. We had FaceTime, but we weren't FaceTiming. Mm-hmm. But I was at college, and your then radio best friend. She wasn't my radio. Okay, that's irritating. But no, but hear me out. That To me, that was why we stopped being best friends, and that's why we stopped being communicative to me. So everything that you just said, I didn't remember. But to me, the, all of these years, the basis of us not talking was because of of you having the radio best friend and then everybody just, they were being facetious, I think, by, oh, you know, Jess has a new best friend. Jess has a new best friend. She don't need you no more. Da, da, da. They always doing this. They always doing that. Da, da, da. Like that was what was being perpetuated to me. And then you and I kept trying to have like our phone dates and when I would come in town, like trying to arrange, but we kept just missing each other. And so I remember, I think it was one conversation we were on the phone and y'all were about to go to some event after work or whatever. And I was telling you, like, everybody keeps saying that you got this new best friend and I feel some type of way and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, your response was like how it was on a podcast. Like, I'm not I'm not having this conversation, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I just remember from there, like, we kind of went radio silence after that. Like, we, we weren't texting, we wasn't talking, whatever. And so, if I'm be very honest, I don't remember seeing you or talking to you after that. So, it, all of this that you're saying right now is mind-blowing to me because I don't remember. <clears throat> I remember the next time I, I feel like I saw you in person was birthday bash. And Tanaje was headlining or whatever. You know, we kind of saw each other. We waved, we said hi, whatever. And that was it. But that's always been my take on it because I don't remember really learning about what transpired with y'all until the girl actually explained what was going on or what happened. I feel like maybe just maybe that's probably like the first time I reached out on you, reached out to you on social media was like, hey, maybe we should like, you know, hope all is well or something like that. I might have said something like that, like hope all is well, blah, blah, blah. But I did not know that. Even you saying the other person or your perception as to why we fell out, I think that's a, a you thing because I'm not the type of person to stop being friends with one person just because I make a new friend. Right. Like, that's not me. So that's not the case. And for whoever to say that, like, that's weird and childish because I, I never knew that because I'm just like, this girl don't got nothing to do with nothing. Like, yeah. it was it was the whole nothing group. to do with nothing at all. So I was just like, what? In the birthday situation, though, when we went to Miami, now you weren't left out of that. That was literally just me deciding not to celebrate my birthday that year. And then two days before, I sent a text and was like, I'm buying a ticket to go to Florida. Who can come? And that was it. I only sent it to her. I was just like, I got. I already bought my ticket and I got a basketball ticket because that's when LeBron James, his last year with Miami Heat. I was like, you want to come? Because I already bought my ticket. I'm just putting it out there. You want to go? You want to don't want to go? But just to kind of tie this back into what we're saying, do you think that trust was lost there? And then trust had to be regained. Because here, the the crazy thing is, all of that transpired in what? It had to be Ooh, like at least 20... 2013 or 2014. It had to be the tail end of 2013, the start of 2014. But just to answer the question, for me, as far as trust, I don't feel like I had to regain trust with you coming back now. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't even remember us... I think we followed each other on Instagram for a little bit, but I don't remember having too much conversation with you until, like, either the year of or, like, months uh, before I got pregnant with Cass, which will put us in 2018. Mm -hmm. But we definitely stayed within each other's social media realm from 2014 to 2018. That's four years. But, like, to actually interact and stuff, no, I don't think so. But I'm saying that to say, like, right before COVID hit, so maybe, yeah, 2018, like, going through all of Cass's, 
first year milestones and stuff, and you would comment and say certain things, whatever, and then I would see your events and comments, say certain things. We started to become uh, cordial with each other. And then right before the pandemic, we had said, like, oh, we should, you know, hang out soon. Mm -hmm. Then the pandemic happened, and we are like, okay, well, at the end of the panorama, like, you know, maybe we'll catch up. And then finally, at some point, I was like, girl, we never going to see each other. So mm -hmm. we might as well just link and get it over with. And I remember, you know, us going to Texas Roadhouse. Please sponsor us because we love your biscuits. Being there, just being so nervous. Being so nervous because it was like, it was weird. It's like, I know you and I want to love on you. But then it's like, I don't know how you're going to take me in either because we're not the same people that we were before. Mm -hmm. um, and you go from being from so close to then just being so distant. But I'm saying that to say, like, I didn't, when we left there, I didn't look at it as, like, I needed to regain your trust. You needed to regain my trust. I just looked at it as, and this could be that, though. I just looked at it as, like, we had to get comfortable with each other again. So I guess that is trust, probably. It's a, a, a <clears throat> type of trust. Yeah. Or a level of trust. Because it's not like, I didn't, I, I, I trust that you had genuine intentions. I trust that you would have my back. I trust that, you know, that you wouldn't hurt me or be vindictive or anything. But I think I was scared that we could potentially stay in this loop of like, hey, you know, let's catch, let's let's catch up, let's mm -hmm. move forward, and then we don't really catch, move up or catch or you know go forward. Mm -hmm. That was the scary part for me. That's what made me nervous because it's like, okay, our intentions are to like reconnect with each other and to go forward, but sometimes you kind of get stuck in that little block of like not being able to move forward because everyone's safeguarding. No mm -hmm. one's really letting any motion really happen. Mm -hmm. What about you? What you think? Um, I think I don't I don't know. I don't I think it was probably just maybe like a level of comfortability because again, like at that at that point in time, so many years had passed. So I'm just like, you know, like okay, like I wasn't it was it was like in my mind like I don't want to say entry-level trust, but it was just like, okay, like, all right, you know, years have passed. We're older now, like, you know, and again, we're keeping up essentially through social media. So it's like, hey, girl, like, comment, whatever, mm -hmm, boom. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like starting from ground zero per se. And like I said, I, in my mind, the last thing I remember, the last conversation I really remember was the quote-unquote girls trip thing. Yeah. And then it just, Nothing. Boom! I was just out the loose. I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I, I, yeah. to me, I'm like, I don't think I did anything wrong." Mm -hmm. And I was just like, "All right, like, well, okay, well." Whatever. Isn't that wild <laughs> that we've talked about this multiple times and never realized that we were we were still wildly opposite of why we stopped talking to each other until now? Isn't that wild? Because we have talked about this mm -hmm. like multiple times about how things were, and the fact is, like, you have this whole thought you have your thought of um it being more so of like xing you out of destiny's child and i had it more so of it being like nicole and paris hilton when you remember the, the show they used to have was it Sim simple life or something uh -huh, like that? simple life <laughs> and like one day they just weren't friends no more yeah like it's 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 that's kind of mind-boggling to me i really didn't and even now, while you sit here talking, I'm like, dang, how come I don't remember? I just really don't remember that. I don't know. I just I have memory of an elephant. I remember everything. So. I do, too. <laughs> I have a very vivid memory. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't remember. But I think either way, what we're both saying is, like, with this situation, there was opportunity to still come back. And I wouldn't say redeem, but to restructure and to elevate. Because ultimately, we both know now no matter how uncomfortable it may be. Like, believe it or not, I remember a couple of Sundays ago when you called me about uh, you having to edit one of the podcasts and you you were giving me feedback. Mm -hmm. And my response was kind of like low and all this stuff. And you're like, I don't want you to think that I'm, you know, palling on you or anything. And I'm like, no, like, because you're someone that I respect a lot, which is also the flip side of like, I don't want to disappoint you, but I feel like I disappoint you a lot. I am always open to having uncomfortable conversations with you, even though it's extremely uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. Extremely. Anyway, truthfully speaking, friends, we've made it to the tail end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just see what it's given real quick, okay? Mm -hmm. 
Is it Jimmy Butler? Like, let's switch it up. Let's throw on a black coat of nail polish. You know, blow dry that hair out. It's giving silk press, bust down, 30 inch. Mm-hmm. Or is it giving, what is it called? Doomsday, Groundhog's Day, where it's just like the same day repeated over and over and over again until you, oh. I think it's Groundhog Day, until you um, figure out the, the problem that you have to solve. So, yeah, is it switch it up, fix it, move on, new hairstyle, who dis type of energy? Or is it given, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again until I solve the puzzle to get life on the track it needs to go? Oh, it's definitely not the doomsday Groundhog's Day thing. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm switching anything up either, though, because I like where life is at for me right now. Okay, I'm, cool. I'm loving it. I be, oh, gosh. Y'all should see the smile on her face. I'm loving it. Shout out. Okay, McDonald's. <laughs> Shout out to my man. Thank you to my man. Hey. And my man. Thank, Thank you, you to, to my man. man. Drop the beat. Or the sunflowers. <laughs> Thank you to my man. Hey, hey. Or the sunflowers. Or the sunflowers. Thank you, Stink. Oh. Anyway, how are you feeling? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's my friend, y'all. She all happy and stuff. And I'm so I'm happy sick. for her. Um, This is probably toxic. I'm definitely Groundhog's Day. <laughs> like, wait, wait. How? Okay, friend. Because switching it up and just pretending like it didn't happen is not easy for me. I'm definitely a, like, I will repeat it until I figure out okay. where the error is. Okay. You know? Yeah. Which I understand I've learned recently is not like I drag things out mm-hmm. because you. I mean, it goes back to all the examples I've given so far in this podcast episode. Like, you could tell me that it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. Don't ever say fine around me, because clearly now y'all know that that's a trigger for that me. Is a like, don't for her. don't say fine. Like, it's okay. Nah, it's good. Mm-mm. Now I'm digging. I have become Inspector Gadget. Like, but Judy what if Bloom. that's just their their verbiage? Nope. Like, every time nope. you talk to them, Mm-mm. or even if you see them in person, they're talking to somebody, oh, I'm fine. Like, Mm-mm. it's never going to be a thing that you could use. Like, okay, that's Mm-mm. just how they talk. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. Sorry for those that are fine and you coming around Kim, because she's going to dig. Mm-mm. I won't, depending on who you are and what the circumstances. Yeah, is. I mean, it definitely depends on who you are. But if, if, like, you're someone to me that I adore, respect, want to be in alignment with, I'm digging. I'm I'm a whole groundhog. I'm okay. I'm a dog trying to bury a bone. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, girl. She's digging, y'all. She's she's digging. We yes, like deep it. dive. We like it. Well, with that being said, today's word of the day is trust your gut. Trust your gut, intuition. ladies and gentlemen. You know your intuition is a very powerful thing. It will not steer you wrong. I don't know if guys have it. I feel like they do, and they just don't know what it's called. Maybe it's called Bruh. farts. I don't know. <laughs> but for us girlies. I did not wish you know where she was going, <laughs> but I found it. You yeah. know, for us girlies, we have it. And we have to, you know, start leaning more into that. Some of us, you know, we, we are there and we are one, okay? True. Like the elements, earth, wind, and fire. We are one. I was just thinking that in my head. <laughs> but I can't <laughs> sing it today because... We are one. It's horrible. But some others, you know, they just need a little help, a little fine-tuning with their intuition. And that's okay, too. But never second-guess it because it's either going to be right on the money or in the ballpark. Y'all see what she did there. She said her versus me. That that was a clear example. I didn't say that. Uh-huh. Don't don't play in my face, (laughs) a.k.a. the Coco Louie. I'm not playing in your face. No, I know. You you say you don't let nobody play in your face. You <laughs> and me over here with the whole clown costume makeup on right now. Okay? It's okay. You want the Ruby Woo shade lipstick? Huh? You want Ruby Woo lipstick? I mean, if it, if I got to be it, might as well be cute. Yeah. Well, no. So, yeah, just trust trust your intuition. Lean into that and know that that is your superpower and it's never going to steal you wrong. But that's a whole nother podcast, too, because how do you know your intuition is your intuition and not your self-sabotage uh, talking we'll talk about that then when we when we dig into self-sabotage mm-hmm. anywho that's gonna wrap this one though and that concludes another episode of the punch wall Woo! yes episode three episode Damn. three i'm loving it dos season tres. two episode three uno okay no. uno dos tres yeah that that direction <laughs>
Isn't it? It's a song like that. It's like uno, dos, tres, cuatro, something, 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 something. Cinco, something. Six, siete, no, no, no. Ocho, I don't think nueve. they keep counting. Yeah. I gotta find it. It's like a. I gotta find it. Okay. I feel like it was all on social media. Anyway, let me get back to what we're doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> follow us on our socials, mm-hmm. okay? At Excuse Me Over Here podcast. Everything is spelled correctly. Kimmy, what is the Tiki Talker? So the TikToker is Excuse Me Over Here podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. So make life easier for you guys. Everything is the exact same. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kimmy, how can they find you? Excuse Me Over Here podcast on TikTok, <laughs> on Instagram, and Kimberly State of Mind on Instagram. Good job. Good job. Thanks, friend. Um, you guys can follow me, your favorite tomboy, Barbie, on Instagram at the Coco underscore Louie. That's T H E. C-O-C-O underscore L-O-U-I-E. And on Twitter, a.k.a. X. Um, I don't really use Spill anymore, but Spill, hey, there if you got it. Coco underscore Louie. Um, and if you guys want to send us any questions, comments, concerns, or anything else under the sun, it's excuse me. Oh, no, sorry. Excuse me dot O-H-P at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And until next week, y'all. Bye. Bye.